What is up? It's Megan, and I'm back with another episode of the Scare Photographer Podcast, a podcast where we talk to fellow photographers about their journey into their business, their struggles, their wins, keeping it super vulnerable, and in hopes that we inspire other creatives to keep going on their journey. Here's another episode coming up right now. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm so excited. Kate and I have a fabulous guest on today, Sherry Brown Photography, and she is joining us from St. John, New Brunswick. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. How's it going, Sherry? Hey, I'm doing well, Megan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Kate and I are super stoked. Um, to chat with you. We got to learn a little bit about your story um just before the, the podcast. Uh, started recording and I'm just stoked stoked to get to know your journey thanks I'm happy to share it yeah yeah um so typically we start at the beginning all the way back to the beginning (laughs) so if you um are okay we'd love to know kind of where you started on your journey what got you into photography and kind of what kick-started this whole beautiful career of yours Okay, it's a long story. So, <laughs> kind of like it one by one. Yeah. <laughs> everything kind of like, you know, has, I feel like everything we do has a certain path that, that determines what we're going to do next. So, this is why I like to go back to the beginning because it really like made me who I am, where I am today. Um, because all of those elements of my life kind of like have like helped me form into the person I am, into the photographer I am. Um, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. I'm born in Barbados. Uh, it hey. is a beautiful island. Yes. In the Caribbean, it's a dot on the map. Probably need glasses to see it. Um, <laughs> my parents had an arranged marriage uh, when I was not born yet, obviously. And my dad moved to Barbados with my mom to work and, and have a better life. They were living in India. Oh, wow. When they moved there, um, I was born and, uh, I have a sister as well. And she was born there. And anyway, life fast forward life a little bit. Um, I go into my teenage years. I'm 14 years old. My parents, um, are separating. And in that moment, um, my mom decides that she wants to move back to India. So me and my sister, we uprooted, um, didn't finish school. Uh, I was in between classes there. Um, You know, I was at my peak at 14 and I was just starting to understand what I wanted to be in life. And, and in, in in my culture, it's, it's, there's a lot of like, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on, um, studying hard to be something like a lawyer or a doctor or you know someone that makes like a ton of money and I just you know I was going into the doctor field I guess I could I was my interest was in that category but I moved to India with my sister and my mom and I guess when we moved there it was like a major shock to my whole life my whole world was completely torn upside down um I got there. I did not see a world that I recognized. Mm -hmm. I went into it with, um, 
optimism. But as soon as I got there, I was completely negative about it. Oh my God. I saw things I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. I, I had to live a, a lifestyle that I was not used to, dress a certain way. I had to go to school again. And in that, I was... I had to learn how to speak a different language. I had to learn how to write a different language and how to, you know, communicate with the people living there in their language. And that was really tough because I think everything that I'd worked for when I was younger kind of like shifted into this new world of like, all right, I'm starting over. Like, I don't even know where I'm going. Right. And you were 14 when this was only 14. My sister was 11. And my mom, my poor mom, like, I don't blame her at all. At the time she thought it was the right thing to do. And obviously I was a rebellious teenager and I did a lot of things that, you know, I regret because I did hurt my mom a lot. And I did, I I was rebellious and I I didn't understand why things were happening the way they were. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, come to realize there were things that I needed to go through to be where I am. And so when I was there at 14, and going through the the years that I was there, I said, when I'm 18, I'm moving back to Barbados. And that was my goal. I was just going to weigh it out for the next four years, figure it out, make friends. You know, I would walk to a church like every week and just pray that everything would work out. Like I would be happy. And I was, I'm not Christian, I'm Hindu. So me going to a church is like totally against all. Of it. Yeah. We're all praying to, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm praying to God. Like I'm praying yeah. to the universe. Like this, yeah. is, yeah. this is where yeah. I got my love for the universe is like mm-hmm. going through that time in my life where mm-hmm. I was at my lowest, but knowing that things would work out and knowing that I just had to push through this, you know? Yeah. And, I had no idea where my life would end up, but I knew I just prayed and I knew that things would work out and I had full faith. And, you know, through that time, it was rough, like going through the things that we went through, not having money, not having, you know, certain luxuries that I had when I was in Barbados. And I was living in like a completely different universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I did adapt to it and I adapted to my surroundings. I adapted to the culture and the language. I sucked at it. Trust me. Like (laughs) the pass mark was 33% and I got 33%. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's funny because 33 is my lucky number. My, my angel number. Yeah. It's funny that I just said that. And I just realized that that was my angel number too. Anyway. That's another story, but I I see thirty three like eight or nine times a day. So <laughs> that's so wild. Yeah, it's wild. And then so I, you know, I got through that phase. I was eighteen, and I told my mom I was like, I want to go home to live with my dad. And in that moment, I didn't really know my dad that well. It was really hard because I had not talked to him properly in four years. Yeah, I. I had not known him well in four, those four years. Mm-hmm, he, he was angry at my mom. My mom was angry at him. So I had eventually made my own, my own opinion of him. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I went to live with him, it was again, rebellious mode. I went into like, you know, partying and, and drinking and coming home at five in the morning, not really caring about my life and yeah. taking odd jobs here and there. And uh, I realized that I hated it. Like I hated no real purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated working for other people. I hated, I just didn't like my life in that, in those days. Like I've, there was no purpose. There was no why. Um, and I, 
everything that I'd learned in India, I had to relearn, right? Mm-hmm. So and when I went back to Barbados, it was like my friends, my best friends from childhood would come to me and give me bags of clothes and say, here, go change. You don't need to wear that because I was dressing completely different. Mm-hmm. And I remember like them say, like them having tattoos and like, you know, body piercings. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, wow, how did you, why did you do that? That's so bad. Like how bold. <laughs> yeah. My accent was so thick, right? Like I <laughs> Indian accent and nothing against that but I was my, my friends were like who are you right right mm-hmm. <laughs> really changed everything like those four years because those are the years in your life that you you know you take it your kids are like sponges you know like we take oh. in, in our environment I'm I'm a person who it believes in the saying like when in Rome do as the Romans do yeah. so it's almost like I just adapted that lifestyle and I forgot about my old lifestyle you know, and I, I was 18 years old, trying to find my way again. So when I moved to Barbados, uh, you know, I, I worked like with my dad for a bit, I worked with um, other people. And then I realized I want to be a travel agent. So, mm-hmm. you know, I get to this point where I'm like, okay, I need to be a travel agent now, because they look so glamorous, like at the airports. And you know, <laughs> like, so cool. this could like, be my thing. Yeah. Get- tickets and I could travel the world for like nothing right yeah and at that time you did get like a lot of discounts now nobody gives you discounts like these airlines are so you know strapped for cash themselves they don't give you nothing but you know like at that time I was like yeah let's let's try this so I applied to the airport and I wanted to be a um, passenger agent so checking in people uh, on their flights and stuff because I loved planes like mm-hmm. big thing of passion of mine is travel so I loved airplanes I was like okay I'm gonna get into this so I applied like three or four times just persistent as hell like I was just like you know Dude, I'm, gonna I'm, get I'm gonna get the job I'm gonna get the job I don't think I know I'm gonna get the job and I just kept applying for it and I eventually got a call in and they interviewed me and then they called me for a second interview. I was like, yes, I got this, you know? So I did, I did get the job and I worked there for about two, two and a half years and I absolutely loved it. It was incredible. And, you know, and during that time I was like, I need, I, I was breaking up with a boyfriend. Obviously it's always a boyfriend, <laughs> always a boyfriend right? I was like yeah. breaking up, you know, you know, when you need that change after you break up, you're like, oh, I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to color yeah. it, you know, lose some weight, look better. So he feels yeah. bad. <laughs> like you get all these thoughts in your mind. I'm going right? to reinvent yeah. myself. Reinvent yeah. it. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. I don't know what girl hasn't done that, but <laughs> you know, the, the breakup was like, oh, it was kind of like, okay, I need, it was this wake up call for me. Like I need to get out. I need to change. I need to get out of this. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I told my dad, I was like, you know, I just want to go to Canada. And first it was Ontario I was applying to. And then, then I, my sister was living in New Brunswick. So I said, okay, I'm going to go with my sister because she was studying too. Okay. But I'm going to go to New Brunswick. I'm going to study something. And <laughs> Sure enough, like I which wanted never to happens in Canada. No one well, goes to New Brunswick. Right? Nobody comes here. But you know, thank kind of fate led me here in a sense. Yeah. So I was 
Hey, I don't know what New Brunswick looks like. I don't know nothing, right? So I just a little different than Barbados. <laughs> a, a little bit bigger, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. So I I applied for travel and tourism because I figured, you know, I'm in that field already. I'm gonna go more in that field and just have something to study just so I can get my student permit. It wasn't like I was, you know, focused on that so much. It was more. I was focused on a new life and what opportunities yeah. there were for me outside yeah. it's because Barbados is small and it's it's economically challenged sometimes there's not op- opportunities as, as much as you know as here or in the states or whatever so and the states was just out of the question it was just way too expensive and mm-hmm. harder to get into too right mm-hmm. uh, Canada just seems so like multicultural and inviting and you know pretty Mind you, when I got here, it was the middle of December. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, I made a bad choice. But, like, I'm out. You, yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. Well, I will tell you, I was on the plane, and I looked out the window, and I saw this pretty white snow. And I said to myself, this is home. And I felt it. I felt this is home. I'm going to live here. Do you here. still? <laughs> oh, God. Right? And I get off the plane. Kid you not, Kate. I'm like, get me back on that fucking plane like it was yeah, so like this <laughs> and my eyes like were like my nose was dripping my eyes were watering like I could not feel my fingers on my face I was yeah. like what is this where have you yes. brought <laughs> yes why why and am I'm I not here? wearing a very nice coat either like honestly I didn't do my research so I was not dressed well for oh, winter gosh. Canada <laughs> it was not a warm welcome we'll put it that way I like that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're happy not. you stayed. We're happy you're here. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So I'm here in Canada now. And, you know, I, I start my school and I didn't know anyone, obviously just my sister. And we were living in a small apartment with no furniture. And I used to go to the school and learn. And, and I was hell bent on being the best, the top student in the class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna be the smartest and that's how I always like go through things I'm like I need to be the best I need to be the best and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but like it challenges me right and Mm -hmm. so I did was number one in class I was a valedictorian I was you know I was I was making good school like you know grades and stuff like that Mm -hmm. not grades or whatever in like school but like you know I didn't understand the whole system in Canada either I just mm-hmm. knew I wanted to live here. <laughs> I eventually started to apply for jobs and I worked, uh, I did find a job and I did get my uh, work permit. So when you are a student in Canada, you have to apply for a student visa. When you are working in Canada, you have to apply for a working visa. So but I had to study in order to get that working visa. So I had to find a job that was related to the course that I took. Right. Mm, gotcha. I, when I took and you were, travel, you were doing travel or yeah, exactly. travel and tourism. Yeah. So I ended up finding a job in um, travel agency in Moncton, New Brunswick. And it was a, it was a call center for corporate travelers. It was really fun, really fun. Um, and I was there again, another two and a half years. But during that time, I met my husband 
and that that's where the story kind of started I guess yeah. you know, like where you you're like okay where do I go next from here I'm a permanent resident I mean I'm a worker a work visa I'm on a work visa but now how do I live here and right. some might have thought oh she just wants to live here because you know, she's just using her, that guy, that mm-hmm. white guy, because she wants to live, <laughs> right? Yes, and that's a Canadian. That was my mentality at the time, right? I'm yeah. thinking, and you know, it's funny because when I got here, Canadians are so nice. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. how is everyone so nice? What do they want from me? You know, yeah, what do they want? <laughs> right? I had this thing in my mind that everybody was out to get something from me. Mm. And when I moved here, it was, it was like, whoa, what do you, why are you so nice? Like, yeah. What, you kind of thing like yeah mm-hmm. again, different shift in my mindset and and how I how I had relationships with people yeah I met my husband and you know he and I hit it off and uh, we moved in together and then um he proposed and we got married in 2008 and I got Amazing. my yeah and during that time I got my uh my res my permanent residency so it would be like um common law right so you you live with someone long enough you can't get permanent residency and he helped me through that because it was easier to do it that way than do it through the work force way it would be too much work right absolutely um so yeah I lost my train of thought yeah so (laughs) (laughs) got married (laughs) we had some babies we had babies okay yeah we did have babies Um, this is where the story gets better so we did have a good story so far I'm I'm sorry to bore you like it's long it's not ever boring trying to like speed through it a little bit but you know there's so many little things in there that that kind of like push me in this direction you know so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to start from the beginning so that you kind of understand how it unfolds um so my baby, my first baby was born in 2009, Nathan. And um, I remember we were living in Moncton at the time. He wasn't born yet. And I was pregnant. And a friend of mine asked me if I would go to a cake decorating class. Right. So I say, okay, I'll try it. Like I'm pregnant, whatever. And um, my husband, um, he had to move for work to St. John. So we ended up like, I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do in St. John? Like, mm-hmm. is there another travel agency? I just didn't want to be in travel anymore. I almost felt like I was moving out of that phase and I wanted to do something on my own. I wanted to be my own boss. Right. Anyway, when I did the cake class, it wasn't like I was going into it thinking, oh, this could be my next career. It was just for fun. But you know, that feeling when you do something that is so, that feels so right in that moment that you're just like, huh, I'm good at this. Huh? Like yes. it could be. Something. It just, it settles with your heart, with your soul, with every, it resonates. Yeah. yeah. Resonates. It feels right. You know, it's that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I loved it so much that I started dabbling with it while I was pregnant. And when I had my little boy, at home and I would make these like I don't know how to bake a cake to save my freaking life <laughs> like I'm like I like the decorating because I'm a creative I don't like yep. baking I burned yeah. my, my house down when I was five like it's not you know <laughs> or not five okay I was probably like 10 but <laughs> oh my god 
maybe both like 510 you know I was probably burning the house down it was yeah it was not good <laughs> not a good situation oh, I, would, I was one of those people who didn't understand the science of baking and you know it is an art honestly it is it's an art. art it's a science and so I I had to teach myself the things that I didn't want to learn in order to do the things that I wanted to do right mm-hmm. so this is like my philosophy and all everything I do is like I need to do the work the hard work, the work that I don't want to do to be able to do the work that I do want to do. So I had to learn all this stuff while he was just like one year old boy running around. And I'm, you know, I'm getting all these criticisms from people. I'm not, I'm feeling like discouraged, but in those moments of discouragement, I come out of it and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get better. And that's where I go back to the time where I'm like, I need to be the best that's mm-hmm. where I get that it's like I use that criticism to fuel me to be better and not discourage me so I will sit in discouragement for a few minutes but then after that I'm like you know what I'm gonna prove you wrong I'm gonna get it better so I start learning I get the science down I'm baking these cakes that taste amazing everybody's feeling it and I start making I start selling them out of my house yeah. And, uh, you know, people are at my door, like saying, Oh my God, I love your cakes. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I had this like group Facebook group at the time it was groups. Yeah. Was yes. Yes. Right? It was groups. And you could like, pe- people would see your stuff right away. It's not, there's no algorithm. Right. Like, you see it on the top of their feed as it's posted. Right. Yeah. So there was no like trying to juggle all the saturated market and the algorithms and so I did gain a lot of following from that time. And, um, you know, until one day, like someone said, to, someone uh, complained that I was making cakes out of my house because apparently you're not supposed to do it because, you know. There's anyway. always rules. Yes. Laws or yeah. whatever, you know, some stupid laws. A lot of rules, yeah. And it was probably like what I have a feeling it's another baker that did it just because they didn't want me to succeed, right? Yeah, for sure. Anyway, this guy comes to my door and says, you can't bake cakes from your house and you shouldn't need a license and da, da, da. And I'm like, well, how do I get a license? So yeah, I this, this, this. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen because I don't have a separate mm-hmm. in my house. I don't have a separate kitchen and, you know, all the stuff that you need in, in that like food world or whatever. And so I told my husband, I was like, you know what? I cannot not do this in my life. So yeah. I need a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> perfect problem Just solved like that. Universe. Yeah. I'm like hey I need bakery put out to my husband too right like I need a bakery how do I get a bakery I need a bakery I'm not I'm gonna prove this person wrong yeah. who deliberately tried to fail me and also prove to myself that I can overcome this you know yeah. and because I could not see myself not doing it right yeah. and I knew yeah. I had to I was in tears literal tears I could not not do it and anyway, we started to look for bakery space and we tried to, you know, go, go about the system the way it's, we went through the hard way of doing things. And in business is like getting that space, that, the retail and looking at costs and, you know, all the things that you don't think of when you're working from home and when you have an actual space, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I remember like you know, opening this bakery, going through the design process, being so excited about it. Um, and then the day came for me to open this, this baby of mine. And it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I remember 
we sold out at like one o'clock in the afternoon the first day and it was amazing wow. like whole week we would sell out early because again people I'd already established an audience on my on my profile. you already grew that community and that trust and that yeah exactly so people are, are like already in love so they're like okay and and it was a great success I hired a few people but I remember thinking I can't do this by myself like mm-hmm. You know, how, how do I run this by myself? I, I'm getting exhausted. Like it was so exhausting. Um, and, you know, I made really elaborate wedding cakes. I, I was a part of a lot of weddings and I, I got to know the wedding industry. Yeah. And it wasn't until like I had to take pictures of my cakes, you know, in that process that I had to learn how to use a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm this is where the camera comes in right and I knew I always liked taking pictures like even as a child mm-hmm. like my mom would always take those Polaroid pictures of us and like those are my favorite pictures is the Polaroids you know like yeah. the ones where you're just like not perfect and mm-hmm. um the memories you know that, that that you have a feeling about you know so I knew I wanted to take pictures um as a kid but I never knew that I would go into it as a career mm-hmm. you know but I think that when we look at the things that we love to do as a child or, you know, as a, as a young, a youth, that, that those have like messages in there, like maybe you're interested in this, right. But you just don't know it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked up a camera and um, it was a regular, you know, beginner camera whatever, but I bought a lens for it because I was told that there was a good, like a prime lens you put on a camera and to take better pictures of your products. So I'm online searching, how do I, te- how do I take better pictures of my cakes? And, you know, how do I utilize the light and, and make sure that there's no shadows and harshness and editing it and all that stuff. So this is how I kind of like started using the camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, I began taking yummy pictures, you know, like, because <laughs> I wanted people to look through the pictures and say, I want to eat that cake, not like, oh, that's disgusting with that yellow cake. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I did learn a lot with that aspect. Um, and when I was going through, you know, the whole like um, that process, I still didn't understand this is what I was going to do until one day my sister-in-law, she had a baby and I was like, okay, say pictures of your baby, my nephew. I'm like, she's like, okay. So I did. And it was then on that I was like, you know what, this could be a freaking career, like a full-time yeah. career or a side gig or something. I was going to say, never mind the business you're already running. <laughs> right? But here, here's the thing, Megan, is like you, you're always evolving, right? Yeah, and totally. mine is completely different evolve, evolvations or whatever that is. that a word? Yeah, evolution, I mean, yeah. Evolving, yeah. And <laughs> phases that have nothing to do with each other, right. but yet- mm-hmm almost it's kind of like I mean to think that you had no idea how to fucking bake a cake skip a little bit forward and you have now a bakery you're making amazing wedding cakes you're in these events you're now photographing these with cameras that you don't know how to use it's like you are just on track to like I can do this I'm gonna figure this out it's it's yeah. good thing you got a good head for sure on your shoulders, yeah. girl. That's crazy. I, I think it takes in you're trusting your instinct too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because yeah. I, I couldn't put my hundred percent in the 
things. And I knew yeah, that yeah. I was like falling away from baking and, and decorating because mm-hmm. there's more pros to photography than there was to having a bakery, you mm-hmm. know, the whole thing was just exhausting to look at. And I yeah. remember driving home one day and calling my best friend and saying, you know what? I've decided I'm going to close the bakery. It was like a split decision. It wasn't wow. like I sat with it. And that's yeah. the thing too, is like, I don't think that you should sit on your ideas or your feelings. I think you should act on them as soon as they feel right, mm-hmm. because those aren't going to lie to you. It's the same as like when you wake up in the morning and you get those ideas. I feel like a lot of us ignore those ideas and go around our day and then start to think of new yeah. ideas don't make sense but those those fresh ideas are the ones that are going to elevate you right I know for me when I get something like that it's like you get so much momentum and Mm -hmm. I feel like without that you you need it so when you get it when it comes into your brain into your heart it's like you have to I'm the same way you have to act on it because that's when it's going to come to life otherwise it's one more thing on your to-do list it's one more thing in the back of your mind and it's no longer there so yeah. yeah. Plus you, you end up like second guessing yourself. Well, do I, should I, will I, yeah. am I yeah. good at it? Like rather than just doing it and it doesn't matter. Worrying about those that things don't matter. Yeah. Start to talk yourself out of it and, mm-hmm. and you know, then you don't move. And then mm-hmm. you, like, because of that, you have no motivation because you haven't even taken the first step to motivate you. So yeah. yeah. One, one thing I know, and I can kind of speak I don't know, I'm not speaking for you, Megan, but like to have another creative friend or partner has been so, it's like evolutionary. It's like incredible because when I have those ideas, it's so fun. Not that I've had space to even generate new ideas right now, but when things like that come up, if you're not going to write them down or you're not going to act on them, at least have somebody to share that with so they can follow up with you and like remind you about these things and feed you that excitement a little bit later on. That's been really helpful for me is just to have that like creative friend who gets you, wants to hear you out and like celebrates that instead of like, okay, but what about this? What about this? What about this? Like those things are important, but yes, that's so true. And it's funny you say that because I have my best friend, Whitley, she'll be happy I mentioned her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, She is my rock to this journey. Um, my husband too, but like, she has always been like my, my number one friend supporter in this, because even when I first started photography, she, you know, allowed me to take pictures of her to practice and she Mm -hmm. would be cheering me on every step of the way. And every time I had an idea, she would say, you, you got this, you got this. Like, you need that. You need that person who's going to support you and cheer you on and elevate your, your strength and make you successful. Because it's a lonely world. And if we don't have those people that are going to believe in us, how are we going to believe in ourselves? You know? Absolutely. And Sherry, you're a mom. You have three boys, which I have two young boys. And I'm like trying to just just for a second grasp how the how the hell you do this <laughs> because my boys I'm like they're busy and they're crazy but you know I mean you have the drive for it obviously you know you can see it in your business you can see it in just you can feel it in your conversation but mm-hmm. the passion is there how the hell do you navigate it all like do you have systems do you have support outside of it because like how what tell me your secrets (laughs) listen I am not perfect mom I don't have it all together honestly I do not um my boys are crazy they are loving boys but they are nuts and they're dirty (laughs) 
but I do have an amazing support. I have my husband who is hands-on dad. He takes him to sports. You know, we have different things that we do in this house. Um, my kids do chores, which people are surprised to hear. But good. good. That's amazing. Good. They put away their own laundry. They do the dishwasher. They do things like that because growing up, I was taught that way yeah. and made me more independent in my life. And, you know, I think you need that help even from kids. They need to yeah. know, you know, it's their house too. We're not all, you know, I'm not just your mom to do everything for you. I'm yeah. here to take you in that sense, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is definitely challenging with kids, but they do go to school now. They're at an older age where they go to school. Um, you know, the, the first one comes home at two. So it's like, I have the whole morning to do my work. And then after that, you know, then it gets into more of like the cooking dinner and the routine. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I have school age kids too. And it makes a huge difference. <laughs> it's like more diapers, you know, yeah, got- they're self-sufficient. <laughs> They are. And I let them be their own person. If they're like wearing mismatched socks, I don't care. I don't give a yeah. shit. You're like, let's celebrate that. We're going to, like, we're here for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. pressure on moms to be on top of everything. Like, yeah, no, really, there's so many emails from school. There's, you know, there's so many sports that I, I get, like they have to do sports to be more, you know, I feel like they need it in, mm-hmm. in this, especially with the online world, the yeah. digital like take them away from that and like get them out but it's hard to balance that because it's in their face like they're yeah we need our time too like you know absolutely Um, no that's awesome did they was your um how old were your boys then when you switched from um baking into photography uh I think my youngest was one. Oh my god <laughs> yeah, that's wild. yeah that's crazy that's a lot yeah. I have a one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old and I'm just like to transition in anything right now yeah, I'm like I'm just trying to worry about a diaper oh change they're and so getting close. him <laughs> oh my god, it's hard. so yeah. mine are like three years apart and my yeah. oldest was 12 which is babysitting age so that makes yeah, that's just awesome. perfect yeah, I've, I've that's this moment but I do not tell him but I feel like the second one is more trustworthy than the third (laughs) safe with me I'm with you on that oh my god yeah they all have different personalities so yeah Yeah. so you so you shut down your bakery and just moved into photography full-time was like I'm doing this yeah so that's amazing it's it's funny because you know how they say like you have fear of like going into something new or like I had zero fear. I did honestly, because I just knew I would be good at it. And I knew that now looking back, I hate my photos, but at the time (laughs) we all do, (laughs) you know, like I had like rose colored glasses on and I was like, it's going to happen regardless. But those glasses got you far. Those glasses got you here. And look at this stuff. Like your work is just so incredible. I just am amazed with that. Did you have coming into photography? I mean, you knew that you knew how to work a camera and things like that, but did you have any, once you figured that out, right? But did you have any inspiration or like people that really, that you looked up to in the industry that gave you some creative juices or like, was this just all you? You just kind of got the inspiration from your, from your clients maybe, or. Yeah. So that was a process, you know, like finding out who you are as a photographer is such a process. Yeah. And you know, you know, like looking at other photographers, I would say, 
you know, I want to be like her because, but I really didn't know what I wanted mm-hmm. To do mm-hmm. until I had to go through those phases of understanding that I don't want to be like someone else. I want to be me, mm-hmm. but I did eventually switch my inspiration to uh, people that um, resonated more with me rather than the people that I thought I needed to be like. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, like people in the yeah. industry for 20 years had more influence on me in the beginning than things that I saw later that were like, you know what, this is hitting home for me right now. Like mm-hmm. I feel this in every core. And I, I changed my style so many times because yes. I wanted to be like someone else that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that it wasn't about what other people wanted. It was about what I really wanted for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I, I love that. People that that resonated with who I was, right? Because it, it's an expression, like how you edit and how you take photos yeah. is an expression of who you are. It's really your core. Yeah. So yeah. I, I needed to yeah. learn. So I don't regret it, like trying to copy other people or mimic other people, but because mm-hmm. it taught a lot, like it really did. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find your spot. Yeah. And if you've never done it before, you're like, okay, well that person's successful this, let me try that. And you kind of stumble and you try. And I think that's a fairly normal process, good process because you kind of just, you're adapting to an environment that, you know, I know for me, like moving for me, moving into it, I was just like, how, I don't know, like the same as you Sherry, like what, like you're shooting cakes and you're like, okay, I think weddings is like kind of maybe the next step. I'm assuming that's kind of the direction you had that experience a little bit. But for me, I would look at artists or other creatives and I'd be like, I love how I feel when I look at that. So how do I emote yeah. that feeling? How do I bring that to life? So, but you're right, finding that process and it's an ever evolving journey. Ever. It doesn't end. Ever no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So how, so was weddings your first and only kind of next step or did you kind of get into other things? No. Like, uh, I tried everything, Kate. You did, yeah. (laughs) I I went from like, you know, like obviously food photography to yeah. Yeah. I went, you know, newborns, um, families, lifestyle. Like I started the whole lifestyle. I feel like I started the whole lifestyle thing here because it wasn't a big thing here. Mm -hmm. I would go into homes and take their photos. Then I would do like, you know, headshots, corporate stuff. and, um, And then I started to understand what I liked and what I didn't like yeah couples was the things that always came back to me like I love I love love I love because you know growing up I feel like I had such a hard struggle with that Mm -hmm. that I love to look at love in a different light and it makes Mm -hmm. me joy even Mm -hmm. though I never had that in my young you know my youth you know I I wanted to document other people's love story and it's so funny that 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 is the opposite way of thinking but it's but I mean, I think with your experience and your background, you've been all over, not all over, but you were back and forth in so many different di- like dynamics and different environments that you did get to see a lot of different elements of what love looks like and what life looks like. And so to have that spark and bring that out in different people is, I mean, it's given, right? You're yeah. curious. Love it. Yeah, I'm so, I love it. And I learned a lot through that process because in the beginning I was just thinking like taking a photo is just about making it pretty but then I realized it's not because it's about it's about the story it's about the emotion behind that photo it's yeah how they're gonna look at themselves and say I feel it you know like and I had to like learn that 
you know, again, the hard way, because it's not all about the pretty photos. Yeah. And of, of course it has a lot to do with it. Like pretty mm-hmm. photos have a lot to do with it, but at the end of the day, it's like, are you going to look back on that photo and want to say, Oh, look at the blur on it. Like, or you're gonna right. say, <laughs> people want to feel something. My smile is so natural or we can feel the love between these two people or, you know, do you remember what that felt like? Do you remember what that smelled like? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's so great. So I noticed now too, that you've obviously spent many years trial and error, figuring yourself out, but where are you at business now? I know you do or have started teaching a little bit. So walk us through what business is like for you now that you're currently focusing on photography. (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, through the, like I've done, I think I've been doing this for five years. Same as Kate, I think. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like every day is like a a challenge and every day you learn something new and eventually you get to a point where you're like, you know what, I need to practice what I preach and, and teach someone else and inspire someone else. And I've always loved to inspire people. It's mm-hmm. been a big thing. Like I love to write. I don't know if you see a lot of my IG posts. I am very, very like vulnerable mm-hmm. on my posts and I love mm-hmm. to inspire other people, but you know, I don't want to play victim, but I like to give them a solution to things because I've been through so much in my life that I feel that I have that inner experience or that inner, inner guidance that I can give others, you know, and if I can mm-hmm. share something of my life that will help someone else, then mm-hmm. I'm good about that, you know? And so I knew I wanted to teach, um, but, you know, photography, like, I know I don't want to be this busy wedding photographer for the rest of my life with three kids and miss out on everything in life. I want to be able to teach as well. And like, maybe pivot again. I don't know. Like, it's something that I'm leaving to the universe once again. And I just know that there's something better out there for me. And that's how I go through these things. It's like, when you know, there's something better, like, what is it like figure out what that is by starting by doing something and so I started doing this by putting out a course here and there just to inspire and just to help people and it wasn't it wasn't for like making money or like you know making a name for myself yet as a coach but I think it's the process that's learned like through this process I've come to realize that I love doing it right and I'm building it alongside my passion in photography, wedding, still doing tons of weddings, having no time, but I'm trying to make time to go through those steps that I need to take Mm -hmm. to get to where I want to be, wherever that may be. Right. So I think you're all constantly moving and evolving and teaching and learning and all of that stuff, you know? So right now I have, um, beginner photography course I have manual photography where they can go through their camera and learn their settings because I was taught from multiple sources because I looked up a lot of information you know and you dive into these things and you're like how do I do this how do I do this but Mm -hmm. I have really like simplified it because I want it to be told to me like like I I would have liked it to be told to me like I was five right right? I was a child and that's kind of like, not like I treat people like children, but I want, <laughs> I try to explain it in like simple terms, not like big photography terms, you know, because I feel like the language sometimes gets lost, you know? Mm. 
So I have that one and it's been really great. Like I've had so many students come and people message me and ask me for advice on things. And I love it, you know? And yeah, so I'm hoping to build this higher and higher as I go with wedding photographers, like people that want to get into wedding photography, just because it's a huge passion of mine, right? Like I've learned the workflows and I've learned like what can go on at a, you know, like what can go on what can go wrong? What can go right? Like how to communicate with your clients, how to price yourself, value yourself, you know, because I I really like had to learn that in like how to value myself as a photographer, as a person too. And I had to give that message that photography is, is um, value. It's, it's huge value. You know, those memories last forever. And I think that educating people on that and to value themselves in their career in that in that industry, um, I hope that I hope that I can really help people to step into that. You know, instead of thinking photography is just like a hobby or yeah. clicking. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's exciting that you've taken this new pivot in your career and you are, you know, wanting to share that with people and inspiring people. I think that's what makes a really good coach. It makes a really good mentor. I think it just makes you a really good human being that you want to, you you know, whatever you've experienced in life share, and hopefully that it inspires other people. That's what we're all about here. That's Mm -hmm. why we created the podcast was to be able to get messages like yours and stories like yours to other creative people, not just photographers, but creative people. And both Kate and I like sitting and chatting about people's journeys into being a creative. So we appreciate you sharing your story with us so much. Yeah, I feel like you've been through, you know, you've had a lot of roadblocks um, throughout your journey. And I think it looks a little different than somebody else's, but I think it also could look quite similar to somebody's too somewhere. So whether that's just one person or five, like whatever, we are, um, we're so happy to have you here and just to have listened to your experiences. And I know God knows we could talk for much longer. Um, I have lots more questions that I really wanted to get out, but you know, maybe we'll get you on again, I think, but I'm sorry. (laughs) No, No, that's totally fine. There was just, there's a lot, there's a lot to you and you're a beautiful human. And I think that um, with all of your cultural experiences, I think that brings a lot of value to the table too, for your education and just what you can bring to the world. So thank you for being you and just getting that out there. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me and allowing me to open in your space because like I said, it makes me, what makes me, me. And I just, people can see that, you know, that you can do anything. You, you really put your and trust the universe to guide you through that. Yeah. I have quite a small community where I am and I know that there's certain people that are just going to be all over this podcast and that's the beautiful thing. And I think with Megan too, like we're from all parts of, you know, Canada, but the world and with podcasts, it's just bringing everyone to the table and, you know, learning from each other. So that's just been a beautiful part of this experience. Thank um, you. If you are listening, which hopefully everyone is, um, and you want to go check out Sherry, her Instagram is at Sherry Brown Photography, and her website is SherryBrownPhotography.com. And you have all your courses and yeah. mentoring and all of that kind of stuff on your website, I assume. 
I do. Yeah. Awesome. So go check her out. Um, her story has been fabulous and I, I appreciate you sharing it with us and we might have her back on to tell some more stories soon, but from all of us here, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>